This is a free download from the BBC. For more information, go to bbc.co.uk slash podcasts. Hello. Well done, you. You've downloaded episode number 72 of the Ian Lee BBC Three Counties Radio podcast. Can you just say that again, because I moved my microphone? It's a weekly best of. We get the best bits of the week and we put them into a podcast. I say we, Kelly Betts does it. Here's Kath. I'm trying to do a proper opening this week. Really? Coming up, you won't be hearing this. (laughs) You won't be hearing this. But you will be hearing political reporter Paul Scoynes reciting... Thank you. You will be hearing political reporter Paul Scoynes reciting the lyrics to Margate by Chaz and Dave. Across beds, hearts and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. I'm going to blow the lot tomorrow on all my family. We'll catch the coast at eight. So don't be late. We're off to the sea. Hurry up, will you, Grandad? Come on, we're going down to Margate. And don't forget your buckets and spades, and cozies and all. Down to Margate. We'll have a pill of jelly deals at the cockle stall. Down to Margate. We'll go to the pier and we'll have a beer aside of the sea. You can keep the cost of Brava. I'm telling you, mate, I'd rather have a day down Margate with all my family. More from Paul Scoynes later on, if you're naughty. Well, during the week, uh, we get some of the craziest, craziest <laughs> calls. Don't we, guys? Yeah. Oh, just, just reliving it. Just think about some of the calls. <laughs> oh, dear. Well, one lunatic phoned up and said he thought that Catherine was fit hey. and that Elvis appeared in I'm a Celebrity or something. Anyway, let's have a listen and refresh our memories. Mark St. Hemel, morning, Mark. Hello, Ian, my friend. How are you? Uh, Mark, uh, we're not friends, just for legal reasons. I have to say <laughs> that. If I, if I agree to it, it means you can come round to my house for a slice of cake and a game All on the right, Xbox. Well, Mark, are you I... feeling the Blue Monday? Uh, yeah, I can see what you're saying. Yeah, I've just got a little... Um, little uh, I've loved the show, by the way. Thank you very much indeed. It's good, and, isn't it? Uh, Catherine, I think she sounds well tick and buff. Ooh! Now, any, uh... any chance of a signed photograph? Oh. <laughs> I don't want to spoil the illusion. Give it, can we send uh, him a car sticker or something? Uh, yeah, what, of me? <laughs> <laughs> if you can see this, you're too close. Have you ever seen, have you ever seen Catherine? I haven't, mate. No. It's, I'm going by the voice. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> you know. Um, fit on the phone, add ten stone. <gasps> I've got a policeman friend that says that. Isn't that awful? <laughs> That's a lie, Mark. She's well buff. Yeah, she's I, tick I she and is, boom. She's, she's, she is, I'm going to try something here. She's butters. No, no, no. no. Butters is not attractive. Ugly. Yeah, that's that's what I said. Has she got dark hair, Ian? <laughs> oh, this is horrible. Yes. Okay. Catherine has got dark hair. Right. It's long. She's got a very busy mouth. <laughs> She's wearing a, a red tight dress that's a little bit too short for her age. Wow. Right. Uh, and she has hypnotic eyes. Uh, no, not hypnotic. Drunk eyes. <laughs> you still going for it? Yeah, go on. I'll let the phone I made, please, yeah. We will make sure that ne- ne- never, ever happens. But, Mark, what have you called in about? Right, OK, mate. Yeah, just wanted to uh, give, give the listeners a laugh. You're right, Kath. Um, if you listen are to you me... Laugh- hang on, are you laughing or crying? A bit of both. I need to know for my legal team. Uh, a bit of both. OK, right, I'll, I'll, I'll send them an email to expect a call. Yes, Mark, please. Right, OK, yeah, if you listen to the start of Elvis's A Little Less Conversation, there's a drum beat in it right at the start, which sounds exactly the same. 
Oh. As, uh, I'm a celebrity, get me out of oh, it. Well, by a strange coincidence, we have them both queued up. I don't know how. Let's have a This is Elvis Presley. Hang on. Right, OK. That's the drum bit, is it? Well, no, that's not, the drum, that's not the bit, no. Oh, all it's right. The re- it's the remix one. Oh, it's the on. remix version. This bit? No, that's not the remix version. Oh, we got... Oh, we go. No, keep playing it, keep playing it. Oh, uh, right, oh, flipping it. Hang on a second. Right, 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 here we go. Right, so... We're, 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 Here we go. This bit. Keep playing. Uh, what, what, what bit? No, nah, that's, that's not the remix version. Ke- the one that was out about five or six years ago. OK, Kelly, we got the remix version. That one works. All right, well, let, hang on, let's... Right, let's do it again, then we'll play the uh, I'm a Celebrity. Let's see if that works. Hang on, here we go. OK, mate. Died on the toilet, you know. What was he doing? Didn't he fall off? Number two. Right, okay. And then this is I'm a celebrity. Ow! I can see what he means. But it's the wrong version. You yeah, need... It's, the right, it's definitely the wrong version. Shall I try and find it? The other one. Oh. Yeah, please, because it's exactly the same. You've calmed down now, Catherine. Well, I just had a phone call from Walter on his way to work who says I'm shakalaka boom boom. <laughs> That's going to put a spring in your step, isn't it? <laughs> Kelly, can I have the clip of Catherine saying, I'm shakalaka boom boom, please? Of course. That's wonderful. <laughs> Catherine, it's not often a woman of your age gets so many comps. Wow, I know. I've got to take it where I can get it. Yeah, it, well, yeah, that's... that's uh, have anyway, you found... let me find this thing. I can't okay. all at the same time. Justin, be with you in a sec. Yeah, no worries, oh, boss. Mark, <laughs> hang on a second. Right. All right, mate, my friend. Ma- Mark, do you listen to Justin's show on a Saturday? I have done, mate, yes. He does a cookery bit, doesn't he? He's really good. We're trying to get. Listen, I want to big up Justin's show on a Saturday. Having worked here the last couple of Saturdays, uh, this ghost town is haunted by the ghost of Justin Dealey. And I want to get some nice. Could could you just say some nice things about it, Mark, so that we can use it as a little trail for Justin? Sure, no problem. Away you go. Hello, listeners. It's uh, Mark from Emil. Good up for Justin. Big up, big time. He's better than Gino De Campo. (laughs) <laughs> he doesn't do cook. Do you do cooking, Justin? I've never listened. Uh, no, right. no. This is what we had oh, earlier, Just. This is from hey, Dennis. Saturday morning, listen to Justin Dealey. He plays some absolutely fantastic music. Okay. Uh, mm. but he hasn't listened, though, if I'm completely honest. Yeah, yeah. I know. Well, I, I'm doing it. I really thought this would be an easy one. We get people to phone. Lots of nice texts. Yeah. Uh, Carol says, I listen to Justin every Saturday. I love it. I love his songs. Jane says, I love Justine's show. Mm. Saturday mornings, I listen every week. He plays great music. I've been called far worse than Justin. I know, and I yes. apologise for that. Mm. I do apologise. But How you... do you spell shakalaka boom boom? I'm just trying to save it. S-H-A-C-K. C-K. A-L, shakala, A-C-K, A, boom boom. I thought it was just boom shakalak. Boom. It's the most ridiculous conversation that Catherine... That song's in, if you want to just... All right, OK, we, we can do it now. So have a listen to this. So this is the remix of uh, Elvis. Hang on, here we go. Is this the one, Mark? This bit keep playing it, keep playing it. This bit? It's coming up in a minute, in a minute. Oh, 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 OK, I see what you mean. Right, and there we go. 
At last, sing hosannas. After ten minutes, we finally got to the meat of that meat and two veg sandwich. It's the same drum beat, mate. It's the same drum bit I'm a Celebrity has stolen from a, a remix of Elvis Presley. Mark, thank you very much hey, for that indeed. No, you can't. Because we couldn't play MC Solar, we played The Singing Nun. Kelly Betts thought it was brilliant. Didn't. She hated it. You got genuinely angry. Mm. But we've, you have chosen a great song next. And I said, oh, Kelly Betts, her mind is going to be blown by this song. <laughs> you chose it. We started talking about French hip-hop of the 90s. We thought that might be a stretch too far, but yeah. this one is a crowd pleaser. Okay. Sell it to me. Uh, well, We it, don't need to. <laughs> should, should we have a listen? Mm. And then we'll get your reaction live, straight <laughs> after it. Okay. For those in the know, here's the singing nun. <laughs> I'm sure this was a number one hit. Wasn't this number one? I think no, it was I a kind of novelty hit. It's, a, it's no. a serious religious song. No. Kelly Betts, what, what is your problem? Hell mess. <laughs> <laughs> Fantastic. Great choice. Très bien. Très bien. We might play that again later on. Now, <laughs> Kelly, mm. you are genuinely... This isn't even radio put on, which we do sometimes. Sorry to let you into the little secret circle there. You were genuinely furious. Yes. Why? How have you given that airtime? It was a huge hit. Well, for who? For, for the when? singing nun. How can you listen to that and not smile? I feel angry inside. Just imagine the poor person who's just getting up for his uh, day at work and his alarm clock goes off and it's the radio alarm and that pipes in. How could you fail to spring out of bed, throw open the curtains and say, Hello morning, bonjour. Mm. In 1962, her album sold over two million copies. It's a she? Wow. It's a nun, because it's, it's a she. It's almost, almost a song, but it isn't quite there yet. Dominique. We need your help on this, dear listener. Can you call in? Uh, and did we do a, a boo-boo or did we do a juju? I don't know what the opposite of boo-boo. Uh, did, was it, did we do a good or a bad thing by playing that song? 08459 four double five five double five. You won't get any calls because everybody has either switched off or died. No, no we, <laughs> we will get plenty of calls because that is target audience. That uh, is... What's, that's target audience? Yeah, really old people. Mm. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wait. oh, four, five, nine, love. Four, double, five, five, double, five. Did we do the right thing in playing The Singing Nun or are you on the side of uh, Kelly Betts uh, and uh, we did uh, a mistake? Is Deely around? I'm just uh, having a, a look. You... She's too busy being furious. <laughs> She's genuinely furious. The Dealey's on Fader 3. Thank Justin. Morning, boss. The singing nun. Classic. There we go. Classic. A US number one. Swearing is always wrong. F***! <laughs> 50 pence? That's 50p. Wow. Worth it. Oh, that feels so good. Wow. That feels so good. There is a swear box going around because we've decided we swear too much. Don't celebrate your... I'm so happy. The thing is, though, I mean, some of us really swear like that and some of us just do the old mild expletive, which, you know, in any other scenario would be Catherine, absolutely fine. would what? you say those words in front of your children? No, but there are lots of words I don't say in front of my children. If you wouldn't say them on air, then they're going in there. Oh. I did point it to the book, or the swear book. Well, we've got some cracking radio this week out of uh, swear boxes. Have a listen to the best bits of it. What fun, the swear box strikes again. Who's been caught this time with a potty mouth? Uh, No, it's not. 
Kelly was trying to explain to me what a uh, caller wanted to say, and I think when we're doing swearing, we have to be very careful. Of course we do. Let's come on. Kelly careful. said, Young he ears. says the C word isn't rude, and I said, what? the one that rhymes with rat, and I said I'm that rat about. one again. Yeah. So you said and it. She said, ah, she said, you said, said it. Yeah. Yeah, you said it. Write it on the list. Yeah, no, right on the list. no, no, that doesn't count. That means you're only I, I one. I wasn't saying it to trick you. Oh. I was, I was genuinely. The c word is different. You. I think it's universally acknowledged that the c word is the worst word in the world, and we're not talking about the one that rhymes with rap. No, exactly. So right. I needed to differentiate. Yeah. Well, you could have said, "Would you mean the one that rhymes with rap?" Oh really? Yeah. Yeah. So oh, come on. Put that down. You're, come on. You're one below Justin <sighs> Dealey. That's incredible. Yeah, and he did all this in the space of five minutes. <laughs> oh, oh come on. Oh poor Kelly Vex. Look, you could actually see her eyes kind of flicking as her brain is trying to build sentences without swears in. She's just not talking this morning. She's just so quiet. Oh. I'm really distracted as well. I, I made you all tea half uh, an hour ago and yeah. forgot to give it to you. Yeah, yeah. you forgot to get it's a caller up as well. You, you to forgot me. to get a guest I up. I forgot to get um, Johnny Monkeens, who I meant to get and up Andrew Meisel, I had to get up. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, but I think you might function on swear power. Okay. I think you yeah. might. I, I think I do. If you want to let some go, let some go. I can't. What are we going to do with the money? We were kind of jokingly saying yesterday we'd give it to a Tourette's charity. I don't know. Now, is that a sick... Is that, would that be offensive to do that? Is that appropriate to do that? I don't quite know what... What we do with the money? Do we go for a slap-up meal at prisoners? No, what? I think that would be wrong. To go for what? To we give need it to, to charity. Something good with it. Something good needs to come out of our vulgar okay, we language. Okay, we go for a slap-up meal at Dixie's, <laughs> the classy fry-up. <laughs> What's she singing about, <laughs> Catherine? You speak she's, foreign. Yeah, she's, she's talking Jesus. about how someone went from land to land talking about the good word of God. Hey, it's a great story. Please stop it. We're even harmonising now. We must learn the words, Ian. OK, I'll tell you what we'll do. We'll do that. Let's print the words off after the show. We'll do it now. We'll have a little song sheet. And we'll have a little, we'll have a little sing song before. Yeah? We could release it as a hit. Look at Kelly. She's actually having to shove her fingers in her mouth to stop her from swearing. Can you believe this, Just? There's another one for the choir. Oh, that tune. Isn't it? It's just, it's so joyous. It's beautiful. Do you know what? Americans, they have got the best taste in music. That was a US number one back in the 1960s. They love it. We love it. Everyone loves it, apart from people who have got no taste in music. This was number one. Somebody else must hate that song. Nobody hates it. Yeah, they all love it. This was number one. You know, the Motown was happening mm. when this was there. Mm. So this is, this is as good as Marvin Gaye. Absolutely. Uh, if not quick, better. Do you want a quick translation? Yeah, well, I'd love one. we need to know what we're singing when we yeah, eventually yeah, yeah, yeah. do. Dominica Nika Nika, over land he plods and sings a little song. Never asking for reward, he just talks about the Lord. He just talks about the Lord. <laughs> <laughs> At a time when Johnny Lackland over England was the king, Dominique was in the backland fighting sin like anything. There you go. I you made it right. Let's get the foreign words up. We'll have a little sing song either before the end of today's show okay. or tomorrow's show. Kels? Hmm? Yeah, excellent stuff. Now, Justin! Can we all dress up as nuns as well? <laughs> Kinky. Now, you, the reason we got you on, swear boxes. It's yes. potty, potty mouths we all have here in the team, and we've decided uh, that for the rest of the week we're going to issue uh, a, a 50 pence fine for every swear word. Now, mm. by six o'clock this morning, you were two quid down. Yep. By half past six, Catherine was one pound fifty down, mm. and I just spoke to a frustrating caller, and during the news, I'm now 50 pence down. <laughs> Do you know what? I've been approached on the streets about this this morning. People are saying to me, Are you broke already? My bank manager, he's been on the phone. It's going to cost me a fortune this Now, week. listen, be, and be honest with me, Justin. Mm. How many swears have you done out and about this morning? Two. To myself. Really? Yeah. 
Is that all? That's all, yes. Catherine, uh, put two, two extra swears down for Justin. He's up yeah. to uh, three oh, quid now. Oh, dear, I'm disappointed. Well, I'm, I don't think he's telling the complete truth, but we'll, we'll go along with it. We'll put those uh, down. Kelly? Ian? Yes? I've had three calls this morning. Yeah. Very offended that you're saying the word kids and not children. Kids are baby goats. And Joyce thinks the word kids should be added to the swear box. Well, you don't put the word kids in a swear box. That's ridiculous, Joyce. And I don't have any evidence of these phone calls, Kelly, because none of them come on there. I think it's you just making it up because you can't well, swear. Why would I make it up? I don't mind. Because you've just written on my screen, this, and this is a quote, this has been my worst working day of my life so far. <laughs> but to be fair, it has. <laughs> That's mostly because you can't swear. Yeah. yeah. can't swear and you keep playing the nun song. Oh, don't I hate to tell you this, but um, the next piece coming up... Come on, you kids love it. Yeah. Just what you got for us? I was going to say, the next piece coming up does actually contain the word kids. So uh, apologies <laughs> up front for that. <laughs> if you're like taking your kids to school, then you deserve to be hanged. No, sorry, not hanged, run over. No, sorry, not run over, fined. No, so, yo, yes, fined. Well, that's what's happening at one school in Milton Keynes. Emerson Valley have written to parents saying they will be fined if their child misses registration ten times in a 12-week period. I think it's a cracking idea. I spoke to Christine Hood, former secretary of the National Union of Teachers in Hertfordshire. She didn't necessarily agree. Morning. It sounds like a cracking idea to me. Was kids being late <laughs> when you were teaching at school, was it a big problem? No, it wasn't. Um, we had one or two who were often late. I always remember one who cycled, and one of his excuses was the wind that w- was against him. Oh, for goodness <laughs> sakes. But, um, no, I don't think it's a good way to foster good relationship between school and parents at all. Really, you them. think finding parents is a bad idea? What, what if It's obvious this school has a big problem with this. And if parents are allowing their kids to turn up late... More How than old are these children? Nine years old. Well, it's not parents allowing them, then, is it? it, it it's, a, it's a combination of problems, I would suspect. What? what, what it's, it's the parents' responsibility. Yes, yes. Um, but, you know, it's got to be pinned down. Why are they being late? Are there logistical problems having to drop another child off at a nearby school? Um, do they have to walk? You know, what is the problem? Well, hang on, if they have to walk, leave, leave ten minutes earlier. Absolutely. Oh, yes, I agree. There are solutions to all of these problems. But I don't think um, finding them is the way to go about it. If there are persistent parents who's bringing their children late, call them in, sit down, discuss the issue. Don't find them. Oh, I bet some of these parents, though, are right. You know, I don't want to say the word scum, but do you know what I mean? They don't, they don't give a, a monkeys about authority and about. Oh, it doesn't matter if if Charlene's ten minutes late for school; she's not. She's only going to miss registration. So I think some of these parents don't realise how important it is. Well, again, so bring them in and talk to them. Some of them are too thick, aren't they? No, I don't think that's a very nice way to talk about any parents. But some, some of them are. Some of them have complete disrespect and disregard for the authority of the school. Otherwise, well, again, they wouldn't keep doing it. Well, we don't know why they keep doing it. Bring them in and talk to them. Don't antagonise them. If they are, belong to the category... I'm not going to use those words which you used. But if they belong to those categories, it may well be that finding them, they wouldn't pay the fine. It would just go on and on and on. I mean, do you remember the instances... Oh, a few years ago when a woman was sent to jail for her daughter truanting? It didn't solve any of the problems. What can the school be doing, Christine? It, it, apart from getting them in and talking to them, what else could they be doing to help... Well, I think that's what they've got to do, to find out what the problem is. I mean, do they even have an alarm clock? 
You know, there's all sorts oh, of well, no. got it on a Christine, phone. come but on. You've got to find out what is causing if, the problem. If people Otherwise, are... that child is going to just end up as piggy in the middle between the school and the parent. Well, if, if they're turning up late because they haven't got an alarm clock or because they have to walk, that's not a good enough reason. So, get a, so talk to them about it. Don't fine them. But why should the school have to talk to them about it? It's the parents' responsibility to get their kids well, to school at time. Bells may well not have been brought up particularly well. I can't imagine dropping my boy off late for school. And if I did, I would be so embarrassed and so apologetic. Yeah, but w- w- without creeping, you're an intelligent, articulate chap. Well, and, and that's the problem. These, these parents are thick. So not all of them, them, not all of them, just some of them. So help them. I mean, one of the problems as well is the rather unnecessary um, emphasis that Ofsted puts upon punctuality and attendance. It's not an unnecessary... You should turn no. up at time for school. How, how late are we talking? Well, I don't know, but it's ha- they're missing registration and it's happening more than ten times in, in 12 weeks to get the fine. Right, so once a week a child is late for registration. Yep. How late? Five minutes, ten minutes, half an hour? It's too late. One minute is too late. When, if school starts at 8.30, boom, you should be there at 25 past. I think you've got to allow for traffic issues. I mean, this oh. morning I drew the leave, leave, foggy. Leave 20 minutes early, then. That's what my mum used to do. Do they have to wait for a partner to come home from a night Tough. if there are so- children? Tough. Sort it out. You, that you've had kids, you should get your kids to school. Well, what excuse... Of you should, Christine, there are problems in life. Christine, I couldn't turn up late, 15 minutes late. Ten times in in twelve weeks here, I would get the sack right. Whether my kids were poorly, whether my car had broken down, whether it was foggy, once or twice, yeah, I could get away with it. But ten times, well, it, it works out to less than once a week, which is un- unacceptable behaviour. Well, I think it's unacceptable, but I don't think fining, particularly escalating the fine, is the way around it. I think you've got to sit down and talk about it. Christine, always nice to have you on the show. Thank you very much. Christine Hood. I'm not saying, I'm not saying all of the parents are thick. I would suspect that a percentage of the parents are thick. They haven't got an alarm clock. They're walking. Oh, it's a bit foggy. Oh, the tra- Leave early. I'm, I'm getting angry about this. I've been quite calm. They, they haven't got an alarm clock. Everyone's got an alarm clock on their phone. That's no excuse. Go and buy an alarm clock for three ninety nine from Argos. For good, don't, don't put your pen and paper down. I'm hovering over the swear There box. will be no swearing. They've got to walk. Well, hang on. Work out how long it takes you to walk and leave ten minutes early. Well, what do you think? Justin? Yeah, hi, mate. How you doing? Yeah, I'm good, thank you, Justin. What, what's your take on this? Yeah, well, basically, I mean, the, the schools nowadays are run as clear as a business, aren't they, really? I mean, they can't... The, the local authority give them lack of funds anyway to, you know, to pay for additional staff and additional resources. After you know, have to recoup the money somewhere along the line. However, just go on the attendance uh, a little bit more is that also you're not taking into consideration the fact that you have uh, young people that have emotional and behavioural difficulties, which is a bit of a concern. You know, you know these young people um, have, aren't, you know are, de- are depressed in somewhere or another. So what you need to look at is taking into consideration are they what? consideration these concerns. Who's, who, who's depressed? Well, these young people. I mean, these young people with uh, brought up with traumatic life issues. You know, and, um, you know, they're it's all learned behaviour. All these concerns. You know, and that's what we have to look at as well. What traumatic? I'm, I'm slightly confused, Justin. What traumatic life? He's gone. Can we get him back? Because I wanted to. I, I, I'm confused slightly. He's dis- he's gone. He's dropped off. So let's try and get him back. Traumatic life issues. What? Sorry, we're talking about kids being late for school. 
It's unacceptable. It's unacceptable. 08459 455 555. We'll try and get Justin uh, back, but we may, he may have lost his signal, in which case we'll struggle. I don't... I, 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 the more I think about this, the more this makes perfect sense. If the kids are late... And it's not if they're late two or three times. They're late ten times in 12 weeks. 60 quid fine. People are saying, oh, it's a money-making scheme. Well, they're not... Unless... You know, there are... Unless there are... Is he back? OK. If, unless there are 100 kids... Justin, you talk about it being a money-making scheme. Unless there's 100 kids doing it every term, they're not going to make that much money. Um, well, possibly. I mean, the, the, the school get it in no other way. But I'm confused about this. What, what traumatic situations are you talking about? What, the, the, having to be punctual? I mean, well, perhaps not just... Yeah, it's punctual, but however... You know, these young people, um, you know, have uh, li- their life experiences are, are difficult. No, it's you know, not. They're kids. They, they go and get a mortgage. Go and, go and worry about how you're going to feed your family. That's, that's difficult. <laughs> their kids going to school. They're nine. Turn up at school on time. It, it's a good reply, but however, that's a completely different age group about mortgages, etc., isn't it? But what, the, what trauma are nine-year-olds facing, Justin? You could be looking at emotional abuse, physical abuse. Oh, for goodness sakes. Yeah, so we have to take it into consideration. No, we don't. No, we don't. Justin, listen, the, the number of kids going to school who are facing emotional and physical abuse, it's too high, whatever the number is, but it ain't that many. And no, you, you listen, most of those kids... How can you blame punctuality, a huge punctuality problem, on emotional and physical abuse? I'm hoping that the other, you know, the, the, the callers that hopefully are on the line now will actually support that. Support what? You've not said anything. Yes, I, the I problem have. The problem of punctuality at this school is because the children are physically and emotionally abused. No, not necessarily. That's How what I, you just said. High majority. There's a high majority of young people... No, there's not. There's not, Justin. difficulties that are unrecognised. Justin, so, Justin. So if these learning difficulties are unrecognised and not met by the school, and then they'll be facing... You know, a reluctancy to attend school. Because you've, changed, you've just changed tack. You've gone from emotional and physical abuse to learning difficulties. Which one do you want to talk about? Because they all come hand in hand in one way or another. So you're, what are you saying? The majority of kids have got learning difficulties? The majority of kids are facing physical and emotional abuse? Because if that's uh, what you're saying, Justin, that's complete and utter nonsense. Are young people with emotional behavioural difficulties and, and those with unrecognised moderate learning difficulties that are not being recognised on their own. What's that got to do with kids coming into school late? Their parents are bringing them in. Because it makes them reluctant to attend school, so their behaviour at home is bad. So that's why they're late at school, because a significant portion of kids have got learning difficulties and are emotionally and physically abused. Not them... Well, there's a majority of young people within the education system that aren't recognised and taken that into consideration. So the majority of kids within the education system uh, have learning difficulties and they are physically and emotionally abused. Is that what you're saying? Equally saying... Is that what you're saying, yes or no? No, not at all. So what are you saying? Put it in a sentence that I can understand. That's because you're interrupting me. Um, I agree with... uh, There are percentage equally that where you get um, um, families that need that additional support to try and get their young people into How many kids are emotionally and physically abused and have got learning difficulties? That's the point I want to focus on. Um, I haven't got stats, unfortunately. Okay, so you're literally pulling figures out of the air, so you don't know. I've not pulled a figure out of the air. Um, You keep saying saying majority, and I don't know what that's in reference to. Yeah, well, I would love these... I'd love to have these figures. Actually, what I'll do, I'll get the figures for you. Please do. 
and I'll and uh, I'll call in, and then I'll or I'll email you. It's no problem. No, call in. So be good to have a talk about this, and I appreciate you calling in. I'm just getting frustrated because you, uh, th- what I've heard you say is the word majority in reference yeah. to kids who are physically, emotionally abused, and that's I, not the case. Thank God. No, I think yeah. Well, I mean, the thing is, is that the thing is, is that the way you're responding to me, which is quite frustrated. Can you imagine the young people that feel like that within education? Oh. They wouldn't want to go to school. What, what, is, what has a radio presenter on a local radio station got to do with the way kids are treated at school? I'm not a teacher. Because it's about behaviours that aren't recognised. Justin, I mean, if anybody could translate that... 08459 Was it... I, Really? I was really trying to follow the thread of that. I was getting frustrated because he was saying one thing, then backing down from it. Chazen, as in Chazen off off of Chazen and Dave, he came on the show this week because he's playing at Sonosphere. And would you believe it, the last time he played at Sonosphere, Led Zeppelin headlined. That's mental. That is incredible. 1979, he was supporting Led Zeppelin. It's crazy. So we've got Chazen on. I called Chazen. I said, Chazen, can you come on? He said, watcha. All right, darling. How's it going? I put him through. This is what happened. And if you listen carefully, you'll hear me and Chazen duetting on... That's what happens when two worlds collide. What does happen when two worlds collide, though? That. Mm. Good morning, dear. Morning, boss. How are you doing? You all right? I'm all right, mate, yeah. What on earth is going on? Well, we uh, we played the first one in, in uh, 1979 when we supported Led Zeppelin. <laughs> what a gig. That must have been awesome. And uh, we went down we went down well, so a return booking uh, was expected. <laughs> Forty years later, they finally made that return booking. Yeah, yeah, I knew I, I knew we'd get one. The thi- the th- <laughs> you keep holding out. The thing about your music is that it kind of because it's so hard to uh, classify. It crosses every kind of musical spectrum, doesn't it? Well, that's that's right. Uh, I remember somebody saying a few years ago. He said you could come on in the middle of a Pavarotti uh, gig and go down a storm. Yeah. So I thought, yeah, yeah, it's just about right. What was it like supporting Led Zeppelin, 79? They were huge. Well, I just remember loads and loads of people. Um, I can't remember seeing Led Zeppelin. I think we had to, we had to rush off and do a, a TV or something like that. But uh, there was certainly a lot of people there. Now, listen, we've been getting our, our political reporter, Paul Scoynes, Jazz, to, to uh, recite, reinterpret some of your classic songs. Have a little listen to this and get, just give us your feedback afterwards. Rabbit. 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 You've got a beautiful chin. You've got beautiful skin. You've got a beautiful face. You've got taste. You've got beautiful eyes. You've got beautiful thighs. You've got a lot, without a doubt. But I'm thinking about blowing you out. She won't stop talking. Why don't you give it a rest? You've got more rabbit than Sainsbury's. It's time you got it off your chest. What do you reckon, Chaz? Well, actually, sounds like a bloke that's very much in love. It's Listen, when you hear it like that, yeah. that is poetry. Yeah, it certainly is, yeah. I mean, it is uh, Shakespeare. Um, yeah, Let's not get carried away. Man is, the man is very much in love. Um, he doesn't really like to give all his heart away. Uh, 
but th- that's it. I, he is very much in love, and he's not going to blow the girl out at all. How does how does it work? How does it work when you're writing songs? We know you just had a new album out, and we were we were playing. Um, that's what happens when two worlds oh, collide. Right. We've been yeah. playing that a lot on this show. Yeah, I know. Yeah, thanks a lot. Oh, it's that. a pleasure. We, we you know it's it's a cracking song, yeah. cracking record. How does it work with the songwriting? Who does what? Um, well, it varies. Uh, sometimes we collaborate. Um, say with London Girls, that was a pure collaboration. Uh, with Ain't No Pleasing You, I wrote that one with Dave's approval. It, it uh, there's no rules really. Uh, and it, are you still enjoying it all this time later? Is it still fun? Oh, mo- most definitely, more more fun. Um, keeps you fit, keeps your brain working. Um, it's uh, it gives gives you back what you put in it all those years. And am I right? Have I got this right? That you were you did a you were sampled by Eminem. That's right. Yeah, yeah. Did that? Well, did you get a few quid for that? No, we didn't oh. get a penny for it. Really? No. Oh, I thought you'd have been quids in for something like that. Well, we should have done. I, I would have thought, but oh. um, we haven't received anything yet. I'll let you know if we and, do. Chaz, you got any other gigs coming up? We're talking about Sonosphere. You got? You always seem to be on tour. You two. Well, our big one this year is uh, we're topping the bill at the uh, Albert Hall on oh. the twenty fifth of April. Oh, that's going to be fantastic. Yeah, it's uh, it's uh, going to be a good. Yeah. Do you know what? I might speak to Garner and see if I can come down for that. Yeah, definitely come down, mate. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah, probably. Uh, yeah. It'll stick you on the guest list. Love it. I'm going to have a little chat with Paul because it's been too long. Paul's yeah. Jazzy's son-in-law, by the way. He's also a very good friend of mine. Uh, Chaz, I, finally, I'm surprised because last time we to get hold, tried to get hold of you, you weren't awake at this time of the morning. And if I'm honest, yeah. we were kind of hoping that you'd sleep in and we'd get to speak to your missus again. Because <laughs> she, she's brilliant, isn't she? I know, yeah. I, that, yeah, I, I could have uh, I, I easily fixed that up. <laughs> she's downstairs making a cup of tea. How is she? Is she all right? Yeah, she's great. Yeah. Excellent stuff. We'll send her our love. Chaz, it's really nice to talk to you. We'll do it. And yeah. uh, best luck with everything. Cheers, mate. Cheers, my dears. There we go. Look at that. Isn't, isn't he? If you miss that, that's going to be in the podcast later. That's going to be in the... He's my favourite one. Out of what? Chaz and Dave? You yeah. can't... You can't... <laughs> We've never spoken to Dave. You can't say that. That's mostly why he's my favourite. And his, his wife's lovely. His wife is my favourite one out of Chaz and Dave. <laughs> <laughs> I think I just blagged myself on the guest list to uh, Royal Albert Hall. You just yourself out of it. <laughs> I've been thinking about the podcast. Yeah. And say somebody downloads it, it's an hour. Say they get like half an hour, 40 minutes through. Yeah. And they think, oh, why should I listen? We yeah. should do like a coming up now. Or we can say... You've been listening for half an hour. Haven't you got anything else to do? Or we could be like, wow, well done. You've been listening for half an hour. That is so good. Come on, you can do the other half. Come on, we're rooting for you. Yeah. Coming up, not this. Play something. Oh, no, because there probably is some of that. Yeah, there'll be lots. Coming up. Coming up is Justin Dealey. Sorry. But we've got Friday stuff. We haven't done Friday. It's Thursday. Who knows what's coming up then? Exactly. Oh, it's so exciting. No, let's have Justin. Uh, Later on today, at 10 o'clock this morning, Catherine Boyle and myself will be giving a lecture to the broadcasters of the future. Is that just because they've been listening to us on Radio 4? Is that just because Jim Nocte said no? I think he... He's a very busy man. Yep, yep. Yeah, he did. Yep, yeah, he said no. OK, and they just ran the corner from us. So, we, so we're going. The thing is, I'm looking forward to it. The thing is, got no idea what to say. No idea what to say at all. Now, Justin... Morning, boss. You must be jealous they didn't ask you. No, no, no. What? I'm fine, I'm busy. I've got stuff to do. What? I'm a busy broadcaster, you know. <laughs> I'm preparing for tomorrow, unlike you. Just saying. You've been out... 
You wait till I speak to Maz. You've been out and about asking people what Catherine and I can talk about. Yes, um, you're doing this speech on what makes great radio, aren't you? Yeah, something at, like that. At the University of Bedfordshire. Yeah. Well, Ian... Looking forward to it. Yes. I have actually been to the university this morning oh. to see how preparations are going oh. and to find out what people think makes great radio. I think you might enjoy this. Here's what happened. Listen to this. Alex, good morning. You are polishing the floors. Yes. Are you doing that because Ian Lee is going to be here later on? Who? I'm here with one of the students, Simon. You're actually excited about seeing Ian Lee, aren't you? Um, yeah, a little bit. Um, used to listen to him all the time on the radio, but, you know, it'd be good to actually meet him. He's, he's an interesting character. What do you think makes great radio? Um, good speaking voice. Good speaking voice and personality. Gordon, Ian Lee's going to be here later on. He's uh, going to be talking to the students about what makes great radio, but he doesn't really know how to make great radio. So what do you think makes great radio yourself? Relevance, um, to the point, being concise and, uh, and entertainment. I'm now in the catering department. Madam, Ian Lee's going to be here later. Who is he? I'm normally Radio 1 myself. Oh, right, OK. You look a bit too old for Radio 1. There you can go. <laughs> See ya. So, good morning. I'm here with the uh, security man. Is security going to be tight today because Ian Lee's going to be here? Uh, no comment. I can't really talk about security issues or anything. You have to speak to my manager. Is it going to be tight, yes or no? I can't say anything. I don't... I can't comment on it. Robert, good morning. Can I have some feedback on Ian Lee, please? He's a brilliant guy. He's funny. And he gives a lot of good advice. When was the last piece of advice that he gave that, that you thought, wow, that's right up there? The last piece of advice that I can remember was a couple of weeks back, which was, if in doubt, be yourself. Yeah, good advice. It, it, it is. Just lastly, what do you think makes great radio? Great tunes, great atmosphere, and also the right buzz, you know? And Ian's got that buzz. Oh, definitely, definitely. I mean, there's nothing more than just sitting down, having a good old, you know, think, and just thinking, wow, you know, we need more people like him out there. Yes. He's definitely got the right radio station. Mm. Yeah. Touch me. Why not? Yeah, you see, you see, mm, Justin, you thought you were going to get loads of people knocking me. No, no, uh, not at all. I have, uh, this, is, this is what I'm famous for, is my buzz. Yeah. <laughs> I am famous for my buzz. This is how, wow, yeah, wow. And uh, listen, uh, you can't discuss the security details with the head of security. The, the, in my, written into my rider are very strict security plans <laughs> that have to remain secret. As he said, no comment. What advice would you give to, to anyone wanting to get into radio, Just um, The advice that I would give would be to work very, very hard. That's the first <laughs> thing. <Okay. laughs> what are you laughing at? Oh, to, to work hard, and, and when you see the rule book, rip it up. Rip oh, it up, yes. Now, listen. Do you remember when you told management you'd done that? Yeah. They loved it. Um, well, Is it some, gardening leave? Um, yeah, it was, yeah, let's not go there. Let's not mention the suspension. Now, <laughs> Justin, very quickly, <laughs> you said that yesterday, during the day, you did no swears whatsoever. Yes, that's I d- true. I don't believe you. Maybe one or two. Right, here we go. Get the pen out. How many are you going to give us? <laughs> two. Oh, come on. Uh, let's say 15. Look, look at if the moment... If it's two, it's 22. Look, come on. Look, please. At the moment, I'm dealing with a property move, which involves estate agents. I'm going Whoa. to and be swearing. swearing. Yes. So, shall we say... Shall we put you down for ten swears yesterday? No, three. Eight. Oh, hang on, it's creeping oh, no. up now. Eight. Three. three is fair. I'll give you seven. Four. Six and it's a deal. <laughs> five. Let's shake hands on five. Thank you okay. very much, Justin. See you later. Oh, yeah, thanks. Dear, Ta-ta. Oh, dear. This is five. He's up to 30 squares now. He's haggling with us. This is him censoring himself. He's haggling. How many says? We're going to speak to Maz.
Maz. Maz, Maz Daly tomorrow. I've been wanting to speak to Maz Daly for uh, a while. I need to have a word I with, can't wait. I need to have a word with Justin Daly's mother, and tomorrow it could be the morning. By the way, if you want to follow Justin, um, you can do. He's a tall fella with uh, bleach blonde hair. Or you can follow me on Twitter. He's on Twitter now, mm. jdeals30. He's been on there since 2011. He's only tweeted once. And the one tweet he tweeted was about watching a film on National Geographic. He hadn't even watched it yet. He just said he was going to. And he was, someone pointed out that tweet was sent on a Valentine's Day. How romantic. <laughs> anyway, he's tweeted a load of old rubbish. And I, I bet by the end of the month, he'll have lost his job at the BBC. At Kelly Betts. Newton Borough Council is backing calls for all police officers in Bedfordshire to wear body cameras. Well, on Wednesday, I spoke to Chief Superintendent Jim Saunders, who's heading up the body cam trial, to ask him how the trial was going and whether the cameras should be on all the time or should the police decide to, when to switch them on and off. Well read. I made that up. Oh, wicked. Some of it was read. Trust and faith in police, I would suggest, is at an all-time low. Is this trial, are these cameras going to change that, do you think? Well, I think it would be fair to say that due to uh, a lot of, you know, certainly some national issues, um, yes, the, the, the confidence in the police has, has taken a knock. Um, the the body-worn video camera, I mean, just from a Bedfordshire police point of view, you know, we've always been very supportive of the use of body-worn video, uh, which is the why, why we've been trying this. Uh, we actually started back in, in May 2013 actually looking at a, a camera, and then more formally in November of this uh, 2013 we started testing two different types of camera uh, out in Luton. Uh, we've got six cameras out there being tested. Um, and we're looking also at the back office software around that. I mean, the bottom line is that, you know, the feedback we get from officers, they're, they're very um, happy to wear bodyborne video. It gives them some protection. It helps them to record evidence. Um, so there's some benefits there. Um, from a public point of view, clearly, um, you know, there, there is an issue with confidence, as we've just touched on. I think it's certainly going to help that. Um, you know, we mustn't hide the fact that, you know, some officers, uh, you know, have been and are incivil to members of the public. Jim, how does this trial work? Do the police determine when and when they switch the cameras on and when they switch them off? Well, well this is one of the issues with it. Uh, you know, some people suggesting that we should be recording every single interaction uh, and, in fact, the camera should be on full time. That is not the view. That the national guidance doesn't say that. But then I mean, that's flawed, isn't it? If, if, if people aren't trusting the police and the police are deciding what they film and what they don't film, then that can't work, can it? Well, on, on the other hand, as you, you've heard this morning from a number of your, your listeners there, do, do the majority of members of the public want every single interaction between a police officer but, well, and a member of the public? You, you've, you answered the question with the question, Jim. Go back to, to the question I put to you. If the police aren't trusted and they are, they are deciding what they film and what they don't film, then it can't work. Uh, well, I, I would disagree with that, because the alternative is, as you say, is that every single thing is recorded. Now, that raises another... That's, that's not the alternative. The, another, al the another alternative would be the moment they start having contact with someone, they record it. So, I see what you're doing. You're deflecting with another question. Just answer this, though, please, Jim. If the police aren't trusted, and if, as we know, the police have done some things that they would rather the public didn't know, if the police are deciding what they record and what they don't record, uh, that just will not work, will it? That will not restore faith in the police service uh, and it will mean that corrupt officers can still be corrupt. Well, no, as I say, I don't, I don't agree with that. Uh, police officers, uh, the vast majority of police officers are, are, are very hard-working, very efficient, loyal... Uh, yeah, and I'm not denying that, but let's, let's talk about Plebgate then. If the police cameras, if the, the police could have decided to film that or not film that. If they'd have filmed the whole incident, 
then we would know exactly what had happened. Instead, some police officers lied. Well, a, a police officer who wasn't at the scene lied. There's no suggestion... But that if, the it police officer, filmed, if it had been filmed, if it had been filmed, we'd no know. There's no suggestion that the, the police officer involved in the incident actually but lied. But if it had been filmed, we would have known exactly what, what would have happened. And that police officer, his, his lie, we would have known he'd lied straight away. Yeah, I, I agree. And the point there is, is, is that this, this equipment will allow you to record... If they choose to. The, the question is, does every... So let's, let's take an example. If an officer goes to uh, deal with a burglary at someone's house... Um, so a member of public reporting that. Does that member of public want the police officer coming into their house recording that interaction? I don't know if they do. Well, have you asked anybody? Well, no. Well, then, ha- then you, you have them, no idea, I'm, Jim, do you? You have no idea. Maybe you, should, maybe you should conduct a survey and ask people. Well, maybe we should, and maybe, and as, you know, the point I'm making here, there's, there's a... I'm surprised you haven't. If you're, do, if, this, if you're heading up the body cam trial, I'm surprised you haven't spoken to, to the public and to victims of crime. Well, we, we, ha- we have consulted groups, uh, our independent advisory group, for example. Have and, they spoken the to the public and victims of crime? And if you let me finish, the evaluation is not yet complete. So have so they we're, spoken we're to... testing the equipment. Have, they, the spoken, equipment have they spoken to the public and, and victims of crime? If you, if you just allow me to finish it... If you can answer, answer that question, question, we'll answer it. That we are testing the cameras in terms of whether the cameras actually work properly, if the back office facilities work okay. properly... You made that point. What we will, what we will Have then they do, spoken to the, victor, to the sorry, public I, and I victims of crime? I can't finish the question you're asking me. Well, because you uh, keep avoiding it, Jim. Just answer it. I'm not it. avoiding it. I'm not avoiding it at all. The question is, have, they, have you spoken to the public or victims of crime, yes or no? We, we, of course, officers speak to members of the public and victims of crime every single day. Jim, you're, you're, now you're just being obtuse. In regards to the body cam trial, which you are heading up, have you spoken to the public or victims of crime regarding this specific trial, yes or no? We have not done a specific study. There we go, that's all but, we wanted. We are, if you let me finish, we are, we're involved in a national piece of work. We're also working with Cambridge University in terms of a, a study... So we haven't done it specifically yet, but we will be doing that. To be honest, it sounds you, 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 then you can't bring up examples of people who've had their houses burgled. Would they want their uh, property filmed? You can't bring that up as a, as a potential problem if you've not spoken to those people. And well, I would well, suggest well, if you're I heading can. up, if I, you're I can, because I'm I, a I, member of the public, the same as you. I would are. suggest and if I you're heard... heading up. Well, you're a chief in, in superintendent, so you're going to come from the police point of view. I would suggest if you're heading up a body cam trial and you're going to use examples like that as, why, as to why police officers can choose what they film and what they don't film, I would suggest you go and talk to the public and victims of crime and get their well, opinion. As, as I said, I'm not using that as an example of why I'm, I pose that as a question. Yeah, OK, and there's lots of other examples I've, I could use in relation to that. So going back to the point here, we are trying these cameras. We will consult with members of the public. We want to do what is right for the public, which is why we're actually looking at this equipment anyway. There are, there are lots of benefits for the police and, and for the public. We know that, uh, for example, we get reduced complaints of uh, incivility, reduced complaints uh, of inappropriate behaviour by police officers, but equally uh, we get less assaults on police officers and we get better conviction rates at court because the evidence is already secured on the video. So we're not against this. We're, at, we're actually pushing this. Jim, we've got to end it there. Thank you very much indeed. Chief Superintendent Jim Saunders. Sorry to push you, Jim, but I, it does annoy me when people will fudge an answer. Just answer the question. And you did eventually. So thank you for that. I appreciate that. Dennis. Good morning. Oh. Now then, you yes. said that um, you have a job waking up in the morning. I'm struggling at the moment, yeah. Yes, well, I noticed yesterday in the paper, huh. someone has invented a small earplug which you stick in your ears, nobody else can hear it, and it rings when you want it to ring. And it'll keep ringing until you're absolutely mad. OK, what happens if it falls out in the night? 
Well, it's somebody else's hard lines again, isn't it? Well, then I wouldn't wake well, up. Well, plug it in properly. Well, you that I can't sleep with something in my ear. Oh, I see. I'll I... tell you what you don't see anymore. You used to see this a lot, right, in the 70s and the 80s. You don't see this now. People with cotton wool in one ear. You don't, you? You don't do you? <laughs> no. And you used to see it all the time, quite no, often with kids, no. but often with adults as well. They have a bit of cotton wool in one ear. No, well, my wife does wear earplugs. Right, because I don't know why, because I don't have anything to do with her. She's in another room. And, uh, People don't get earache anymore. I can't think, when, when was the last time I had earache? 1981. Yeah, yeah. When, when did you last have earache? Can't remember that. Have they cured earache? It's like they've almost got, they've got rid of polio in lots of countries. Yeah. Have they cu- got rid of earache? Have scientists gone so far as to completely remove earache as a, as a major health problem? That's amazing if that's the case. Well, I've not had earache since I was a little boy, and I'm quite an old boy now. Ca- Catherine, when was the last time you had earache? I had it a little while ago. Oh. I did. Oh. That's why I wear my own headphones now. I haven't had it since then. <laughs> How long ago? Probably about a year ago. Okay, so you're the last recorded incident. My daughter had it recently as well. She had an ear infection. <coughs> Bless you. Bless you. So um, basically, the, um, the Boyle family have got manky ears, uh, and you're the ones carrying on this this disease. This it has to exist, doesn't it? Because they, what what is the they haven't got rid of polio, have they? It's in Syria again. Um, what's the disease they've got rid of? They've got rid of a disease. Uh... There's, there's a disease. They've got rid of a few. Can give, you be a bit more specific? Give me a disease they've got rid of, and I'll tell you a well, story about it. Well, I would say it. the bubonic plague, but you hear about that coming back, the, don't you? The plague exists in a, um, a, a park in California. That's a fact. They have found squirrels, squirrels. with the plague in a park in California, just to, to warn you there, Dennis. Uh, I'm not going, thank God. Good, good. Don't eat the squirrels. What's no. the disease they've got rid of? Oh eight four five nine four double five five five. Anyway, they can never get rid of this. Basically, they've got rid of a disease, okay, but it, they can't get rid of it because uh, they, it has to exist in the atmosphere. So they have it in a jar in a laboratory somewhere because if you completely eradicated it, the whole ecosystem of the planet would be screwed. I think you can say that. It would be it would be out of balance. Am I making sense as what I'm saying? You're Kath? making stuff up. I'm I think. not. This is a fact. Can we get a if you're a scientist or um, a <laughs> they pla- don't listen to us. A plagueologist, a diseaseologist, a doctor. Give me a call. This is true. Uh, let's say it was polio, although they've got polio in Syria now. But let's say they got rid of they'd eradicated polio. They couldn't get rid of it completely. They have have to have it in a jar in a laboratory so it's still part of the ecosystem. That's a fact. Why? Because it would mess up the ecosystem if it didn't exist. It has to, it's there for a reason. It has to exist for a reason. This is not nonsense. I thought they kept it so that if it comes back, they would be able to no. um, cure it again. No, 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 no. That's not if it's it. in a jar and it's been isolated, it's not yeah. running... You're already interfering with it. It's, it's in... Right. This is, you're annoying me now because I know this you're is a fact. You're annoying me. You're making things up. Dennis, you're Jars annoying me. What's I'm annoying you about? Just, you're, you're talking t- sense, for God's sake. Oh, Dennis, you're... For a you're, change. Oh. For a change. You're unannoying me. Dennis, explain my point to the girls, please. Right. We must have these things which attack us, right? We must have those because if, the cure, if we ever get to the state where there is no illness whatsoever, yeah. we'll die out. I understand that, but if it's in a box somewhere, then it's not it's out not, there. It, We're not fighting it. it it's not in time. a box, Catherine. Oh, it'll get out of a box. They've got holes in. A jar. <laughs> 
Like they're, keeping it, they're keeping it so it'll keep, it keeps evolving. Exactly, exactly. I'm it all the time. Exactly, Dennis. I mean, I'm not listening to what you're saying, but I, I'm, I'm listening thank to the sounds. I'm listening to the sounds of what you're saying. Dennis, thank you very much indeed. Yeah, hang on a minute, just a oh. second. <laughs> As, asbestosis. Yes, I've always got serious I, I'm sure that a hell of a lot of houses have got it. I've certainly had it in the garage. I had to take yep. the lid off and saw it, saw something, but away, asbestos. But I did it while it was wet. Exactly. But then I had the house years ago, the, the brickwork filled in, you know, with some, something that pushed in there. Okay. As it yeah. was mm. uh, keeping place warm, yes. was the asbestos, asbestos in that a paste, you know, or a blood fluff? I don't know. I'm probably breathing it all the time. You, and the other thing you said... Dennis can morning, talk, can't he? I know, man, alive. Is yeah, it still going? I'm not listening to the words, I'm just listening to the sound. Yeah. It's like Sounded a dolphin. What? Yes, exactly. No, uh, stay there, Dennis. Why? Because Nigel's called in. This is Nigel, can I... you fill in the blanks, please? Smallpox is a disease yes. that's been eradicated. Smallpox, and they keep it in a jar, don't they, in a laboratory, so believe... it's still part of the system. I believe so, yes. Ladies and gentlemen, I give you science facts with Ian Lee and Nigel. I saw a thing on the telly the other day where... It was a science programme, and yeah. Obama actually gave his child a dose of cowpox. What? Obama? A, a child actually gave his... A farmer. Oh. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> farmer gave his child a dose of cowpox yeah. um, to stop him from getting smallpox, because apparently if you've had cowpox, yeah. which isn't life-threatening, yeah. you then won't get smallpox. But small... Is... Smallpox is eradicated, yeah, and they keep it in a jar in a laboratory, so it's still part of the ecosystem. To the best of my knowledge, yes. Nigel, I, and, and you, when did you get your doctorate? <laughs> I wish. Oh, mate, no, <laughs> Nigel, thank you very much indeed. Catherine, I, I, the apology, I think, should be a verbal one, but I will also accept a written one. I don't and understand. Comps. I still don't understand this idea of keeping it in a jar because if you got rid of it, the world would collapse. Yeah, you wouldn't, because it's really clever. <laughs> <laughs> I think there might be more to it, that's all, with, rather than the BFG's wall full of dreams. Dennis, thanks for calling. A wall of disease. Thanks for calling, Dennis. Thank you very much for Thanks, the... Dennis. Thanks, Thanks, Dennis. Bye-bye. Bye-bye, Bye-bye, Dennis. Thank you, Dennis. Bye-bye. Dennis. Thanks, Bye-bye. Dennis. Bye. Bye-bye. Dennis, are you Bye-bye. waving? Dennis. We, we off. Dennis, we, we are you off. waving? We, we off. Bye-bye, Dennis. Bye, Dennis. Bye-bye. Thanks. <laughs> Dennis, out. <laughs> oh. Oh. oh, dear. I think he collapsed there, it was too much. But it's true, it's science fact, not science fiction. You right? Oh, dear. <laughs> we get paid for this, we won't for much longer. Every day's a school down this programme. <laughs> but it's a fact. They, smallpox was exactly what I was thinking about. They've cured smallpox, but they have to keep it in a jar. Not a jam jar. They have to keep it in a jar so that it's part of the ecosystem. It's not part of the ecosystem if it's been isolated. Well, it is, because it still exists on this planet. They could get rid of it. They could throw that jar away, not in Bromham. If they binned the jar, would the ecosystem know? Who am I talking to? Yes. Well, it depends. You could if you put it in a black bin, black bag. You'd have to recycle. You couldn't do that. You couldn't do it in Bromham. I've said that, I said that 30 seconds ago. Oh. It was a good joke. First, time, first time around. Second time, not so strong. Robin's in Northampton. Morning, Robin. Yeah, morning. Uh, is it Ian? Y- yes, is that Robin? Yes, it is, yes. Excellent stuff. Now, what can I do for you? Yeah, I've just uh, I heard it uh, about half past seven, so you that you uh, played a song called the, the Singing Nuns by Dominique. Oh, yeah, I we just, played, yes. Yes, I'm just, I just wanted to say how lovely it was. Did you uh, like it? it I did, is it very hang, much this one?
No. What? Wasn't this one? Is this not the one? Uh, it's, it's, one for, it's one for the singing dance by hang Dominique. On, hang on a second, hang on a second. Here we go. Let me just get it up on the computer. Right. Was it this one? Was it this one? No. no, no. Hang on a second. Let me, uh, I'm trying to think which song it would have been. Um, oh, hang on, hang on, hang on. Was it this one? No. Um, hang on a second, hang on a second. I mean, it's telling no. me to turn hang right. On, hang on a second, hang on a second. Saturday morning, listen to oh. Justin Dealey. He plays some absolutely fantastic music. Don't you just love the English show? Hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. Rabbit. No, 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 no. Now, there's a word I don't understand. Wasn't this, was it? I hear it every day from my old man. Robin? Hello? Was it this one? Any rhyming slang, but it ain't in no school book. No. It, no, 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 hang on, it wouldn't have been this. I'm not going to be made to look a fool then. No, hang on. Ah, was it this? Was it this one, Robin? It was that one, yeah. Yeah, well, fantastic. I'm glad you like this. I'm sorry, yes. We've uh, we've had lots of positive, some good comps on this, some good feedback. Yeah, it's a lovely song. I've, I've liked it for many, many years. It's a great song. I'm thinking, there's apparently there's a film about the singing nun. I'm going to get that this weekend. But oh, also, right. I'm thinking about making this as the theme tune to the show. It would be lovely, yeah. Wouldn't it be nice? Yes. We might, Robin, um, thank you very much for the call. We might try this next week as the theme tune to the show. I'm for that, yeah. It, it's better than this kind of stuff. Could we not do a mashup? Mash it up one time. Mike, get working on that, please, boss. Get working on <laughs> that, please, boss. Now. It's been a busy week here at BBC Three Counties Radio. We are trying to up our game a little bit. We're trying to up our game. Standards have slipped, dear listener, in more ways than one. But the one way that we can focus on immediately is the language. The language that is used. Lots of potty mouths uh, on the breakfast crew. That made me say it. Um, so we've decided this week, uh, and at nine o'clock it ends, so boy, oh boy. <laughs> It's going to be blue. The air will be blue. We've decided to have a swear box uh, mm-hmm. this week. Uh, and we've argued about some of the swears that we can and can't use. I think we've... Well... I think you're counting mine, and mine aren't 50 peers. Mine are 25 there are no de- A push. There are no degrees of... Uh, uh, there are no degrees. I might as well have just said the worst word in the world, then, rather yeah. than the really That's mildest swear That's word what in I the did. World. <laughs> she did. She did. Well, one of the worst offenders, it turns out, is Justin Dealey. Good morning, boss. Good morning, Justin. Now, you uh, have got a very, very potty mouth. Mm. How many swears did you do um, yesterday? Mm. Probably about, what, seven or eight? Oh, it's got oh. Up, all right, it's got up more, because <laughs> he knows he's on the other line. <laughs> First of all, we were told none. Yeah. And then Kelly outed you with four. Yeah. And now you're saying seven or eight. So, so yeah. what, the other four were at home, were they? I think so, yes. Any... It's a difficult time in my life right now. Don't give me that it nonsense. Is. So the other four were at home? Yes. You're saying it's only four? Only four, yes. Did you see anybody yesterday? Uh, no. I, what I did yesterday, I deliberately went somewhere to sleep so I couldn't swear. I was on my own, and I thought, if I'm going to be on my own, I can only swear at myself, and that's not going to happen, because I'm not uh, quite that insane just yet. OK. Now, on Tuesday, I believe there were ten swears 
over an egg roll with your mum? Uh, I believe so, yes. But as I mentioned to you again, it, it's a difficult period. I'm, I'm dealing not, with I'm solicitors and estate agents. Okay. They make you swear. You're saying it was only ten swears that day? I think so, yes. Over an egg roll? Yes. Okay. Shall we ask your mum? Go on, then. Maz Daly's on the line. Morning, Maz. Good morning, Ian. Thank you so... You sound quite posh. You sound really posh. <laughs> Maz, where, where, did it, where did it all go wrong? Uh, no, I have a wonderful son. Uh, we, really? Absolutely wonderful. <laughs> Let's get a few things straight, OK? Mm-hmm. Uh, on, on Tuesday, he claims that he swore ten times over an egg roll. No, not aware of that at all. Uh, not, no, not my son. Oh! <laughs> She's covering for him. This is awful, Maz. Listen, she's immune to swearing. If he's <laughs> stick to the script, okay. If he's if he's going to improve as a human being, Maz, you need to kind of just step away and let him defend himself. How many swears does he do on a normal day? Mm. One. Now, oh, I'm so disappointed in you, Mrs. <laughs> Dealey. I'm so disappointed. Listen, Mum, you can be honest. Go on, you can be honest. Well, I didn't bring you up to swear, did I? Yeah, but Mum, you know what's going on right now. Estate agents, solicitors, yeah. they make me angry, don't they? Come on. Yes, you're very stressful at the moment, yes. yes. So where, where does he get this potty mouth from then, Matt? If it's not you, is it his dad? Oh, no, definitely not. I've no idea. Perhaps it's working at three counties. <laughs> 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 he, he, what's it, listen, we know Justin Dealey, he's a little bit of a character, he's a little bit way, a little bit woe. What's he like at home? What's, what's, what's Justin like when he's, when he's on his own and he's nice and relaxed? Um, very quiet and a lovely son. <laughs> oh, that's so sweet that you'll defend him, even in the face of the fact we know he's, he's completely the opposite to what you're saying. Really? Is he? <laughs> yeah. Oh, he's, Matt, can I be honest with you? Yes. I, I, he is filthy. He, I don't, I, I don't want to be rude about your boy, because I know every mother will protect their son. He is filthy. Dear, I'm really surprised. That's it. That's your lot. Thank you for downloading. If you want to send me an email, you can. Bye. Great rehearsal, guys. Let's do one for real. <laughs> Thanks for listening to this free download from BBC Three Counties Radio, your local radio station for beds, hearts and bucks. On FM, AM, digital radio and online at bbc.co.uk slash three counties. 